another type of pollution that harms the environment and living beings in a big way is noise pollution. Now you're all here for one reason. To rock! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Noise Pollution Podcast. This week, we are talking to Matt Young from King Parrot, the almighty King Parrot. Hard to believe that they're about to embark on a massive tour celebrating 10 years of the band. Kicking off July 9th in Melbourne at Max Watts. Then they go July 10th, Adelaide at the Lion Arts Factory. August 6th, Sydney, Manning Bar. August 7th, Brisbane, The Brightside. August 8th, Gold Coast, Vinnie's Dive Bar. September 17th, Wollongong at La La La's. September 18th, Newcastle at Cambridge Side Room. October 15th, Geelong at the Barwon Club. October 16th, Ballarat at Volta. November 12th, Canberra at the Basement. November 13th, in Albury at Beer Deluxe, which is an afternoon show. December 10th, Belgrave at the Sookie Lounge. And December 11th, Frankston at the Pally Bar. It is a crazy tour that's going to see them busy for the rest of the year, really. But, um, yeah, celebrating 10 years. So, 10 years, go big. So, I had a chat with Matt Young, frontman of the band, about all things King Parrot. Yeah, we talked a little bit about their future, but mostly... It was a bit of a stroll down memory lane, and it was a good chat, so let's get into it. So, um, we'll just we'll jump straight in, I suppose. Um, ten years of King Parrot. It's, it's funny, because when I first met you, it was at the Prague. Okay. Yeah, I think you were booking for the Prague or something at the time. I was for a little while. Yeah, yeah, so... I remember the gig, it was Heaven the Axe, The Deep Ends, uh, Generation Swine over from Adelaide, and it was sort of just right when myself and Andrew had started the Hard Rock Show, and somebody there said, oh, you've got to meet Youngy. he's, um, I can't remember the band you were in at the time, but King Parrot was just about to start, and I was. yeah, you actually said to me that night, we had had a bourbon together, and you're like, keep an ear out for King Parrot, it's about to start, and uh here we are 10 years later, so... Yeah, man, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? I, yeah. I do remember, like, it was sort of... Yeah, it was a long time ago, and, and, you know, like, some of the first gigs we ever played were at the Prague. We played a couple of shows there with the first sort of lineup that we had. Um, and, uh, yeah, sort of, yeah, things have um, certainly, you know, progressed a lot since then. Yeah. Um, we've done a hell of a lot of stuff in that in that period of time, and it's, it, it was weird that you actually brought that up. Because, uh, <laughs> I haven't really actually thought about that place for quite some time, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, neither had I, to be honest, and it just popped into my head today. I thought... You know, I'm about to talk to Youngie. When, when did I meet him? Oh, shit, it was at the Prague. <laughs> yeah. Sort of right on, um, yeah, the, the birth of King Parrot. So it's sort of fitting. Everything goes in circles, doesn't it? It does, mate. Yeah. Sure it does. So back then, when King Parrot was just getting ready to come out of the gates, did you mm-hmm. expect to still be doing it and not only doing it, but celebrating it uh, a 10-year anniversary? Um... Probably 
night, man. I don't, I don't think we were thinking too far ahead at the time. You yeah. Know, we were just sort of, we were, we were just getting the, getting the band started and getting things moving. But I mean, myself and Ari, um, Mr. White, as he, as he likes to be known as, yeah. um, is, uh, you know, we've always had pretty lofty ambitions in terms of what we wanted to do with the band and um, how we wanted to do things. And, and um, you know, he's been, you know, worked pretty hard on his craft over the years. Um, and, and, you know, like even some of those first riffs and songs and things that we put together you know like there, there was a lot of um, a lot of work put into it to, to sort of get the formula and the um chemistry right and um you know and, and i guess my part obviously was to to bring a, a different and unique vocal approach and sound um to, and you know, try and try and run the run the band and the the business in a way that could, you know, help us achieve the, the goals that we wanted to do and, yep. the, 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 you know, like we weren't really wanted to tour, you know, like all of our, um, you know, a lot of our favourite Aussie bands that we looked up to, you know, and maybe done one or two international tours and, you know, or, 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 or not at all, um, you know, I might have done, a, you know, some weekenders or, you know, like a national tour or whatever and we were pretty certain that what we wanted to do was to be a an Aussie band that played Aussie metal that sounded uniquely Australian, like all of those bands that we looked up to from, you know, like the 90s and all that. And, yeah. and you know, bands like Damage to Blood Duster and Sadistic Execution and Bean Flipper and um, Dreadnought and, you know, a whole swag of others. Um, you know, we wanted to be able to have our own sound that was influenced by that that actually went and played overseas. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and you know, sort of looking back ten years later, I go, I can go, yeah, well, we kind of, uh, and we did that, we achieved that, you know, and that's really cool. And, um, yeah, we've had some incredible experiences along the way. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's some, a lot of those bands that you just rattled off that you were sort of influenced by, uh, and now your peers, you play with them on a regular basis in a lot of cases. So that's, some of them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, some of them don't exist. It's funny, I was actually just, like, messaging with um, Rock from Sadistic Execution the other day, and, you know, like, he just sent me some T-shirts, because my, um, my old Sadistic Execution T-shirt got a big grip in it, and, um, and uh, he sent me a couple of T-shirts, and I sent him some Kim Parrot stuff, and, um, you know, to me, that's just nuts. Mm-hmm. That's just nuts, because I looked up to him and had pictures of him on my wall as a teenager, you know, and now we're just messaging each other, you know, and he's sending me t-shirts, you know, and I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. It's a weird, you know, weird turn of events. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, like I'm, I'm 40 years old now, you know, and, um, and I'm just, I still get a kick out of that stuff, you know, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you also touched on your, your sort of unique vocal style, and it is certainly certainly unique there's a lot of screeching and you know really abrasive sort of vocals how long do you think you can keep that up for you know what, like i've never really had a problem with losing my voice or anything like that i've never um ever lost my voice um or, and, and people sort of like it probably sounds harsher than what it actually is on my throat yeah um it's like i've had singing lessons and all sorts of stuff over the years and, um 
you know, like it's not, it hasn't really affected me at all. Um, because I just have developed my own style and that's just what it works for me. And it actually, my voice actually went like that when I, um, when I stopped smoking cigarettes, it actually just sort of kicked up a notch and just went a little bit higher and, um, and then it's not to say that there's not mid range and sort of more guttural stuff in there as well. Yeah. Um, I think definitely on that first album, like I'd only been quit cigarettes for like six months or something like that, maybe not even. And um, yeah, that's just kind of <laughs> came out, you know. It was just, it was just, it was what it was, you know. But I think over the last, you know, ten years, obviously, it's, it's my vocal style has changed quite a, quite a bit. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it's cool to be distinctive, you know, and it's cool to have something and. And like I said, it doesn't hurt my voice at all, man. It doesn't, like, and if, if I feel like if we've done, like, five or ten shows in a row or something like that and I feel like I'm losing, like, it's getting a bit worn down or whatever, you know, I just drink a lot of water. You yeah. know, I, just, I don't drink I don't drink alcohol or take drugs, so that helps a lot as well. For sure. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just drink a lot of water. That's that's the key for it for me. And um, I've always got heaps and heaps of water just to keep, um hydrated and um you know when we've done those massive like european or u.s tours or whatever that's always just been the key for me just drink water and um and just shut up <laughs> don't talk during the day you know yep, like, save the voice oh, but, yeah yeah well everyone else is sleeping or whatever i like driving so i'm, I'm happy to drive as yeah. well yeah. um and, and all that sort of stuff and or, or go co-pilot if we're driving a van around or whatever but <clears throat> um yeah, man, that's sort of, uh, that's kind of how it's been for me in terms of, um, you know, sort of, you know, developing that style and then maintaining it as well, so. Absolutely. So, what have been some of your, your favourite memories of of touring over the last 10 years? Um, I'm sure there's probably way too many to name. <laughs> Mate, there's heaps, yeah. there's a lot, you know, there's so many. Um, I guess... You know, some of the stuff that we've experienced has just been pretty surreal, you know, and would have been, like, well well beyond um, what we ever, um, you know, like, what, what we could have ever um, aimed for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, far out. I think I can go back a little bit, I suppose. I remember when we first did uh, uh, Soundwave. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we met the guys from down. And um, and Phil and Pepper and, and Jimmy, he got us up on stage and um, we jammed it down at Soundwave in front yeah. of like ten or twenty thousand people. I was I was there. It was awesome. Smoke. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was just surreal because we didn't really we only just sort of met them. We'd met Jimmy Bow before, but we never met Phil and Pepper and and um, and the other guys, uh, 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 Bobby and. Um, Pat, who were playing with them at the time, and um, they got us up to jam, and we were just spinning out. You know? Yeah. And um, you know, I guess that's sort of where we were, our relationship with Phil and um, any partner Kate and and Housecore Records started. And you know, it wasn't long after that we were on our first US tour, and you know, we played first three shows in the US with Cattle Decapitation, which was really cool. We got to play at Whiskey or Go Go, which was our second show in America. And that was. Um, pretty crazy just to be able to go fuck with yeah. our second show in America and we're playing at the whiskey it was cool um and especially with you know a band like Cattle Decapitation who were you know mates of ours and two of us over here before that and two would um 
with them extensively in North America since then as well. Um, you know, we've done South by Southwest in Texas a couple of times, which is a really cool festival and um, awesome experience. Um, you know, and that, that probably that first year when we when we, we started touring in America, we we did um, a big. The first tour we did was like forty shows around the states, and we. We went out, we did some shows with Cattle Decapitation, we did South by Southwest, but we also did another like 30 odd shows um, around America and we were headlining and, and some of those shows really sucked and yeah. really hard. And it was, you know, like there was, you know, we turn up to some random city and, you know, no one knows fucking kick parodies. And we were just out there going for it, man, you know, and, and it was hard. But then like later that year, we did another couple of tours that year in America and we slowly built it up. And then by the end of that year, we actually did a tour with Down an orange goblin in north america and we we're playing at these massive fucking theaters you know and playing it we played at the fillmore in san francisco and the wilton in la and gas monkey in dallas and now we played these huge venues and we were just like sitting there just spinning out like going how the fuck did we go from playing to three people earlier in the year in yeah. <laughs> to like playing to you know two thousand three thousand people at the wilton in la yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, just, Crazy, you know, just some bogans from Melbourne and you're yeah, playing yeah, at yeah. packed houses in America. It's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> like, you know, a lot of the fans of Down and Orange Goblet are like, you know, more stone rock or classic rock yeah. fans. And then we just get in there and just start blasting them with grindcore, you know. And <laughs> the, dudes, they, the dudes from Orange Goblin and Down would just come out and watch at the side of the stage and all these early people who got there early, you know, there'd be a few, you know, the big like a whole bunch of people standing at the front that's sort of not knowing what to expect and we just absolutely blast them, you know, and they just they'd all just be sitting there laughing because <laughs> the audience would never know what to expect, you know. It, it was uh it was quite a fun tour to be a part of. Yeah. Do you reckon um touring overseas has helped make you a bigger name here in Australia as well? Uh, I think this perception wise it definitely yeah. helps, you know, like when people see what you're doing overseas, like you know, we did, um, you know, like we did a massive tour in Europe with Soulfly, and then we did a massive, like later the same year, we did a massive tour of Europe with um, uh, Obituary and Exodus and Prong. Um, you know, when people see your name up there in, you know, on the tour posters, playing in all these places with, you know, these legendary bands, yeah. and, you know, playing all over the world and stuff you know it's it's pretty like you know people it's hard for people not to get enamored by i don't know i do yeah like, totally I see, my, I, I see my friends bands doing that stuff and you know i still get jealous you know? <laughs> <laughs> and even though we've done a lot of cool stuff you know i still see like i'm like fuck that's amazing you know? yeah i'm happy for them of course but i'm also like wow that's so cool you know like, yep um you know and, and but you got to be happy for people of course you know and that's that's um it's just great to see you know the aussie bands and the aussie music scene really succeeding and and kicking goals um you know around yeah. the world you know there's heaps of bands touring now it's not as hard as what it used to be back in the 90s it's much more accessible obviously due to the internet and all that sort of stuff so yeah um, for sure yeah man it's it's it's, it's really cool and, and you know we've been very uh, lucky and grateful to uh, to have to do the things that we've done Absolutely, and um, touring with Soulfly ended up getting you a, a guest spot on the the uh, Archangel album as well. So, it did. Yeah, 
That's got to be got to be up there as a you know a bit of a claim to fame for you too. Yeah, man, it was it was it was cool on that tour. Like I think that was actually I think I actually recorded the vocals for that track before we did the tour. Yeah. Um, because I'd met Max a few times before that, and um, but um, yeah, it was it was interesting that we um we were actually on a tour with Weed Eater in America and Max and Glory and and all the tribe, all their kids came out to our show in um in uh, Phoenix. Uh, in Arizona, and uh, and Matt, we'd spoken about me doing the guest spot, and um, Max came to the show and he said, "All right, man, you're ready to do the guest vocals uh, in a couple of days." <laughs> I'm like, uh, "Okay, yeah." And he's like, "Well, yeah, you can, you, when you're playing the day that you're playing LA, and just go around to this guy's house, and um, he's my producer, and and here's the vote, here's the lyrics." And he'd written all the handwritten the lyrics there yeah. for me, and goes, "Come and listen to the song in the car with me." And so I went and listened to the song <laughs> in the car with him, and uh, he was singing it for me and stuff. I'm like, "What the fuck's going on here? This is crazy." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and he said, oh, "Yeah, I don't want you to write a verse here. You know, this is where you can write whatever you want. You just go for it. I trust you, and you can just do put your spin on it." And um and then a couple of days later we were in LA and um I went to a producer's name a producer by the name of Matt Hyde who's a fucking Grammy nominated yeah. Grammy award winning producer he's done stuff like Sun Forty One Slayer No Doubt yeah you know he's done lots of you know Children of Bodom I think he's done like he was and he was working on the Deftones record when we were there and the guitarist from the Deftones at his home studio recording guitar tracks well, well when i turned up and <laughs> and i said ah, yeah i'm just here to do the soulfly guest spot like, <laughs> oh so he kicked the deftones guitarist out of the oh studio. my god so I, yeah so i could come in and do my vocals that's insane yeah, it was crazy absolutely nuts but yeah on that soulfly tour we did in europe every night we did it was just around the time when lenny died yeah and um we got up and did a um tribute to Lenny, we did Ace of Spades every night, so I got to get up and sing on stage with Max and did that. That's awesome. Um, and at the London show, um, Igor happened to be there, and uh, Igor got up and played as well. So it was like, fuck, I played with the Cavalier brothers. <laughs> half half of the classic era Sepultura. That's yeah, man. Yeah. I did one. I did one song with both of them to a sold out show in London. So that was pretty cool. Well. <laughs> Not not to name drop here, but I actually just spoke to Max on the phone the other day, and oh, cool. I don't have this portion of our conversation recorded, but I actually asked him about some of his favourite metal bands, and he name dropped King Parrot as one of his favourite um, metal <laughs> metal bands, and I was sort of blown away by that because like I'd literally just been face to face with you a couple of weeks ago at Killfest, and you oh, know yeah, you, yeah. you're still just like the Melbourne boys to me, but there, there I am on the phone to Max Cavalera and he, he drops your name as one of his favourite bands, not even just Australian bands, just bands in general. So that's, that's absurd. yeah, it's, it's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so absurd. Man. Yeah. It's like, it, it, you know, it's flattering, you know, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, like they've been so hospitable to us, you know, like, you know, they took us on tour in Europe, they, you know, like, we, we, when we've gone through Phoenix, we stayed at their house, 
you know, and I've slept on Max's couch and swam in his pool and all this <laughs> sort of stuff, you know. So yeah. it's, it's just, you know, if you had it told, you know, a 12, 13-year-old me who was, like, listening to Sepultura Rise on a taped cassette yeah. that I would be hanging out with the main dude, you know, in 20 years' time or whatever, I just would have, yeah, I mean, believe it. It's yeah. I'm I'm in a similar position because I mean obviously different um, for different reasons, but you know I, I'm the same age as you, so I grew up listening to you know Roots was my entry into Sepultura and and then I followed Soulfly and I, I went to the, the big day out in '99, which was um, the year that Soulfly played and they were on early in the morning and that was my first mosh pit ever and I wrecked my knee and I don't think it's ever recovered properly to this day, but you know so you're talking about 30 nearly 30 years of history listening to this guy and then i'm on the phone with him the other week so i can definitely see where you're coming from on that surreal <laughs> nature of things it's unbelievable it is isn't it man totally yeah but to to bring it back to a local sort of level um mm-hmm. i notice a lot of king parrot tattoos how does that make you feel oh dude it's just bizarre yeah <laughs> There is a lot, man. There's a, there's a dude that actually has my face, a portrait of my face, screaming on his chest. Wow. Like, yeah, and I, I was just, he came up to me. We were playing at um, Unify Festival uh, down in Tarwan Lower, like, you know, it was a few years ago now. And, um, and we were doing a meet and greet thing, and, and this guy walks up and goes, Chirp this out, and pulls his top down. And I'm just like, What the fuck? <laughs> and it just freaked me out. But you know what? He's actually a great guy, and I've actually become mates with him. And you know, I talk to him. Yeah. And uh, he comes to our shows. He was actually at the Killfish show the other day. Okay. And uh, yeah, and I'm just like, Wow, that's just a spit me out. But yeah, it does, um, it, it does spit me out how many people have got King Parrot tattoos now. And I've got, like, I think you know, everyone in our band has one. But, um, a lot of my friends and, and, and a lot of, um, obviously a lot of fans and that have King Parrot tattoos too. Um, yeah, it's just, it's super cool. I think, um, I think Yeti was the first guy I ever saw with a King Parrot tattoo and now it seems to be like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. A lot of people that have got it, man. It's, um, it never ceases to amaze me. And, you know, I think it gets a credit to, you know, some of the people that we've had do artwork and that for us as well because we really, you know, sort of, we put a lot of time on it into that and, you know one of our um our main art guys boyd sinner is, is an incredible talent you know and, and he just works with us you know he just loves to see the band succeed you know he's come out on tour with us done merch with us and all that sort of stuff he does a lot of the artwork and has done the last few um covers uh like our um album covers he did ugly produce and dead set and he also did the um seven inch ep for hold up in the lair he did the artwork for that as well and um you know it's like yeah, and we've worked with some really cool artists, so, yep. you know, it's, um, you know, we're, we're in a pretty lucky position to be able to do all that sort of cool stuff. Absolutely. Now, your uh, music videos, they've got, like, a, a cult following, and I reckon that that goes, has gone a long way into, you know, developing your fan base. They're like mini-movies. How do you come up with these ideas? They're, they're insane. I love them. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so I think initially with the, obviously the shit on the liver one is the one that sort of people are always sort of you know people always go to. It's like oh, you heard King Parrot, you know, yeah. see this video, you know, um, and that's um, that was just like we just had this idea initially that we were going to 
Um, we wanted to just, we were just going to walk down Smith Street in Collingwood um, with a ghetto blaster and just mime to the song. Yeah. That was kind of, that was the idea, basically. And we were going to wear corpse paint, like, you know, it was going to be green and gold. So it was Australian. Mm. You know, that was just how retarded the idea was. It was so stupid. You know, it was just like, we're just going to paint ourselves with green and gold corpse paint, pretend we're like an Aussie black metal band, but with like zinc as corpse paint. And um, and we're going to just mime the song. And that was pretty much the idea. But then we got to, then we kind of came, the video producer, Dan, came up with this other concept about making a bit of a story and, and, you know, and, and all these things kind of started to happen and we got these ideas and then we just got there and we were just saying all this stupid stuff and he was filming it and it just, it was like, we didn't really know what it was going to be like when we were doing it and then he edited it all together and we just went, holy fuck, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think and, I think um, all the, um, the, the sort of intro portion goes for longer than the song does, so... It does. Yeah. It does, man. It's pretty much the, the, the way it goes for most of our videos. Yeah. It does. And, um, you know, that's always just sort of been our... It just sort of gave us something different, just a point of difference, you know. And then we did the dead end one after that, which was, you know, like, to me, that was... It was a massive effort trying to pull all that together. But that, it was is that, so much fun. That's the one that was filmed at the Tote, yeah? That, that's the one that's at the Tote. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's my that's, favourite. I love that. That's got some grouse one-liners in it that I... Yeah, I know you guys didn't invent a lot of those one-liners, but you you's really popularised them. So yeah, yeah, people relate to it. And yeah, use, you know, like you know, use that as what we, you know, like they associated with the band. Yeah, you know? yeah. Sometimes that's what you kind of just I don't know. It wasn't intentional. It was just what happened. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just how it panned out. But then, you know, like since then, we've, you know, like we've had, we just had fun, man. That's the most important thing is it's just trying to have fun with it and not be too serious. And, and you know, like we've got that Aussie larrikin, larrikin. thing going on. Absolutely. Which is, which is, which is cool. And, and we just, we're not afraid to show it. And it, it just, it's just who we are, you know, it's, it's nothing. We're not reinventing the wheel or anything. We're just like doing us. And but doing those sort of videos gives us an opportunity to be creative in a different way. Yeah. So that's that's what we enjoy about it these days, you know. And um, yeah, man, I'm just hanging to do a new record so we can do some more. I really have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I reckon yeah. you could you could just about expand upon it and release, you know, a short movie as well, and and do the soundtrack. And I think you guys would really kill it in that creative sort of platform. <laughs> yeah, man. We've had a lot of I don't know. We've had lots of ideas thrown around over the years, and it's sort of it's kind of hard to, you know, sometimes it's tricky to find the time and, yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff and get everyone together and, and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, no, there'll be more. I've got no doubt about it. We're working on new material music-wise at the moment. So, um, you know, that'll all come about hopefully over the next sort of, I don't know, what we do on this tour, I guess, we'll be jamming quite a bit. So that the idea is to start writing and get formulating some ideas and hopefully maybe record summertime and um you know have something out next year that would be my hope that would be awesome yeah mm. so okay let's talk about the tour yeah how, how are you what are you planning on doing to mark 10 years i mean is it just going to be another king parrot tour or do you have anything big planned well well, well like i mean 
for, for us, it's like, I mean, we're just, we're, we're, we keep it pretty simple, you know? It's like, we're not a flashy band or anything like that. We, we just do what we do. And yeah. That's kind of enough, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, and, and, and the fact that we just do what we do and bring that intensity and, you know, there's the aggression and the probably over-the-top masculine side of it, <laughs> um, but there's also the humorous side of it too. So um, having that um, combination of things, um, you know, it, it kind of allows for any a lot of spontaneity. You know, there's like anything can fucking happen at a King Parrot show and anything does, you know, like we've had naked people on stage, yep. people doing backflips off the stage, you know, like anything kind of goes. And um, for us, that's kind of how we like it because we just want to get up there. We just want to play our music that we love, and that we, you know, and, and then we incorporate the audience into our show and, and, and all that. But I guess, you know, in terms of point of difference, you know, I'm sort of just sort of thinking, been thinking, you know, like we need to probably get some extra lights and some fancy shit like that going on for the 10 years, you know, yeah. and, you know, we'll just do a few little extra little bits and bobs like that. And, you know, we'll probably pull out a few different tracks that we might not have played um, as much over the years because, you know, like we would figure that, you know, a lot of the people that have, um, would be coming to the shows that have followed us for, for most of the journey and are familiar with most of our material. So we might play a few different tracks that we haven't played live much. And um, I think for the most part, man, it's, it's a great opportunity for us in terms of traveling and getting around the country to catch up with um, our friends and, and see people that we obviously haven't seen for, you know, almost a couple of years now, because we haven't been able to do anything. Um, and and we, we love to be able to, um, you know, get as many local bands and stuff on the shows as we can and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, we're trying to have, you know, four supports on and, and give these new new and up-and-coming bands a chance to play in front of a bigger audience. That's part of what we love and, you know, part of what I like to try and foster in the in the scene is that, you know, we give everyone gets fucking... We give, the, we give people a chance because we got given a chance, you know? Yeah. And, and if we can pull a crowd and we can put these cool new bands in front of a crowd, then we're all for it, you know, and that's that's what the whole scene's about in my eyes. And we just want to be able to leave that um, legacy behind it. That's what King Parrot did, you know, like, yeah, we did all this stuff as well, but we also got behind the local scene as well and gave these cool new bands and bands that are coming up through the ranks a chance to play in front of a bigger audience and play in front of their audience. So. That's um, what's happened for us and what we like to be able to do as well in Australia with, um, with the bands here as well. So for us, that's um, super important. And it, it takes a little bit more time and it's a little bit more organising and it's a little bit more of a fuck around. But um, <laughs> yeah. from my perspective, it's worth it, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. So, yeah, if, if they can bring some people in that are going to be become new King Parrot fans and vice versa, then it works for everybody. By so. all means, man, by all means. Yeah. That's exactly right, you know, and that's how we keep it going. You know? That's the way it should be, so, yeah. Stre- yeah it strengthens yeah, everybody. Exactly, man. One of my favourite um, sayings is, you know, you can only keep what you've got by giving it away, you know, and, and I, I just love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, so, that, is, that um, is awesome. Yeah, so um, that's what we do. <laughs> very, very good. So yeah. one last thing, and then I'll let you go. 
Um, I'm actually just about to jump on the phone with Tim from Grog Lords, and King Parrot is about to release a King Parrot bourbon. Yeah. How does that come about? Um, well, actually, I just I just spoke with Tim, and uh, he he said that he was interested in working with us, and I said, well, that's probably a smart move on your part because yeah, we've got a fairly uh, uh, thirsty. thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, we can just work with him, and he he got some uh, he got this uh, whiskey from a distillery in, in WA, and uh, sent us sent the boys over some samples. Obviously not me, but um, sent the other boys over some samples, and they were all pretty blown away with the product, you know, and they they really liked it. So um, we just said, yeah, man, let's go ahead with it, let's do this, and, um, and now we have our own whiskey, which is kind of bizarre. Um, and it's sold it's on a website that's. Really cool. Yes, and sold on a website right next to like Metallica's brand of whiskey and Slipknot's brand of whiskey. So, yeah, uh, you guys are just killing it in everything you do. It's awesome. <laughs> Go figure, man. Go yeah, figure. it's uh, it's bizarre, but yeah, Tim's been great to work with, and you know, we just, I mean, it's 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 a pretty deluxe kind of product. You know, it's like a, um, I think it's it's not cheap. It's, it's about a hundred hundred and forty a bottle, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Well. Yeah. I mean. You know, when I was drinking back in my day, man, there's no way I know what a bore that. But oh, God, no. Sure <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I'm sure there's some people out there that will buy it for the, you know, just for the, for the sake of it and, and, and to have the parrot whiskey, which is really cool. I believe that they're going to try and put it into a few venues, like, a, um, and, you know, like uh, some of the venues in Melbourne and, and Sydney and stuff like that are potentially going to stock it so that you can actually just have it, you can try it, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, probably be 12 bucks or 15 bucks a drink or something. But. <laughs> Pre- premium, yeah. <laughs> yeah, premium booze. But, uh, yeah. Which sort of goes totally against King Parrot, really, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think it was, it was the only way it was going to work. Yeah, so, uh, for sure. But, you know, it's a really good product. So that's, that's what we're most happy about is that it's, you know, super high quality stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if, if it's popular for the next run, he can sell it in a goon bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I saw um, okay. um, Rom did that. I think that's what, that's, that's what Friends of Rom did. Friends of Rom were uh, selling a, a cask of wine or something. Yeah. Well, well so. that makes sense too. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Matt, it's been a pleasure to speak to you and I'm... Super pumped to get to a couple of these King Parrot shows. Um, Max Watts is one that I'm looking forward to getting to. And then Frankston, later in the year. King Parrot and Frankston seem to go hand in hand as well. So, Mate, we had some great shows down there. Yeah, that's not too far from me, actually, where I'm, I'm based. So, uh, uh, okay, very good, man. Well, should yeah, be a... Just let us know, man, and we'll catch up. That'd yeah, be great. yeah. No worries. All, all the best and yeah, happy 10th anniversary to King Parrot. Thanks, man. Thanks for your support. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Anytime. Cool. See you, buddy. See ya. Bye. All right. That was Youngie from the almighty King Parrot. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, huge tour celebrating 10 years. Dropped all the dates before the interview, so get along to a show if you've never seen king parrot live before you are in for a treat they are basically just 100 miles an hour fully unleashed on stage it's just they're crazy and it's awesome they also have their uh 
own brand of bourbon coming through Grog Lords. So if you like a bit of a drink, get on board with that. You might notice that I've got a little bit of background music going on and it's um, one of the newest singles from The Omnific. It's Wax and Wayne. They're a great band. No guitars, only bass and drums, obviously. Check them out. Join us on the next Noise Pollution for a chat with Tim from Grog Lords.